oh, we were disappointed because just as it starts going, I mean, they were there. Everybody came out and bowed and everybody was pumped that we were all pumped up and excited because, you know, this is the first time people got to, to come to anything for a year and a month and a week yeah. or something like that. And we were all pumped up and everyone's cheered and, and you could really feel the spirit, you know, excitement. All of a sudden, we're sorry, but you're going to have to go into the back because it's go- the lightning is going to come. We're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> we, were, we were mad. We're like, you got to be kidding me. Neverland is brought to you by MyPodcastReviews.com. Check our affiliate link right there in the show notes or on our website to go and join an account. If you happen to have a podcast and you want to see your reviews you get from around the world, from every different possible place that someone could be listening and reviewing your podcast, you need to create an account. It's very inexpensive, very affordable. MyPodcastReviews.com. They'll even help you create a link where people can review your podcast very easily that you can put right into your show notes. Once again, MyPodcastReviews.com. The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. All this has happened before. Hey kids, Townsend Coleman here, the voice of Michelangelo from the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Tom Kane, this is the voice of Yoda on Star Wars. Hey yo, it's Wobat, and a big yeehaw to you all. I used to be Luke too. Hi, my name is Oli Shoshan. I play Jedi Master Shakti. Hi, Butch Patrick here, Eddie Munster. Hi, this is Jim. Hi, this is Bill Farmer. You're listening to the Neverland Podcast. Welcome to Neverland, to Disney and beyond. And it will all happen again. And now your head lost boy, the Spider Pan. Walk on the eyes of East Pan. Jeremy. Take your pixie out of your pockets, Neverlanders. Sprinkle some of that pixie dust around. Think that happiest thought. And let's fly away to Neverland. And I'm flying solo today. Well, mostly solo. We will be joined by Lost Boy Philip later. He's in a very special location. He's down in Tampa, Florida. I know, I didn't say Orlando, Florida. He's not at Walt Disney World. He's at something else, very, very special. He's going to join us later from Tampa, Florida over the phone. He's got some fun things to share with you that I thought you'd enjoy. I know I was enjoying it, and I know Phil's definitely enjoying it. I've seen the photographs. Uh, so he's been having a great time, uh, but I do you want to tell you, I I'm, I'm, guess I'm not having quite as great a time. <laughs> Let me tell you what happened last week, as uh, you may have noticed that uh, it's been three weeks, I think, yeah, three weeks now since we've had a, uh, an episode to put out. Uh, so here's what's been going on. Those of you that know me personally already know some of this, but to those of you who are just fans, maybe you follow us on Facebook and, and whatnot, uh, you don't necessarily know who I am directly, although my name's going to get dropped later by Philip. I know it. Uh, so, I came home, it's, I guess, two weeks ago now, came home back in March on a Friday, uh, thankfully I work in morning radio, and so I was only working three hours that day, so I came home early, thank goodness for that, because it could have been a lot worse. I came home, and I was actually talking on the phone, uh, I've got some, some more part-time work that, uh, I might be able to do here in the afternoons, which would be kind of helpful, uh, you know, two part-times together could make a full-time. So uh, I, I was talking to somebody about uh, an opportunity uh, that I might be doing something, and when I go into the house and I hear this noise coming from upstairs, 
And I go up and I look and I see up in the hallway as I come up the stairs, water just rushing out into the hallway. But it's not flooding down the stairs into the living room. Uh, so I was like, well, where's the water going? Maybe it hasn't been doing it this long. But the rushing water was from a the broken line from, you know, if you look to the behind your toilet, you know, you've got that line from the wall to your toilet. Well, that line had broken and the valve even has some damage and corrosion uh, in there. Uh, I had to go and I, I, I wasn't sure which valve it was that shut off all of the water in the house because I couldn't seem to get to the one behind the toilet. I mean, it was just it was just a mass of water just shooting out. Uh, but I managed to get the water shut off. I had to call actually Gladstone Public Works for help. How do I get, I need to get the water shut off over my house? Uh, yeah, I was I was in panic mode. I must say I was in panic mode. I wasn't really quite thinking. But our house got flooded and I am back at my home right now, but I'm sleeping on a futon in my office. Uh, the uh, the house has been torn because the water flooded down through the floor and down into our master bedroom, which is in a basement, and then we have a, a sub basement beneath that that's a kind of laundry room. Uh, but it's uh, it just created quite the mess. We've had workers in here that have had to tear apart my house to get all the water finally dried out after two weeks. Finally, they dried everything out. I was living in a hotel for a while. I had a bunch of fans running in the house. There was just way too much noise. And there was no way I could have recorded this show. But the, at this point, the fans are all out. My house is still in pieces. <laughs> and I'm waiting for the, the insurance to send people to start the rebuild process. Uh, and it was kind of sad. Like, I had to go through and uh, my nicely Disney-decorated master bedroom. I had to take all my stuff out of there, all my Funkos. I've got a lot of stuff packed in boxes up here in my office. My office is kind of a mess and a shambles right now. Uh, but, you know, having to pack all my stuff and everything and kind of take my room apart down there. Uh, it was kind of depressing. It was, felt like I was moving back out of it, you know, after I'd put all this time to make it a nice, fun little place to go and sleep and watch TV and whatnot down there. Uh, so I still have my fun place here in the office, and uh, I have a very uncomfortable futon, which I think I'm getting used to because I'm managing to sleep, but maybe I'm just that tired. Because uh, the uh, the hotel, we were able to stay in for a week, but they wanted us out of there after a week. Well, at least the farmer's insurance wasn't going to pay for it anymore. So... Uh, we've had kind of a crazy couple of weeks, but I'm glad I finally got a chance to record something for y'all because, my goodness, a lot of stuff happened over the last three weeks. And there's a lot of things to dive into, which I will in just a minute. Uh, I will say that uh, this is a very important time for anyone who wants to become a Patreon supporter. Uh, join me on Patreon uh, and, and offer your support because I do have a 1% deductible I have to pay to the insurance. So... That's going to make things challenging, and we just, just, you know, my entire tax refund I had to put in to do a, a massive car repair on my transmission, which is good because the car is working, uh, but it also means that we don't have the extra money now to uh, pay for this deductible when it comes along, so i got to get that figured out. But uh, as I have posted to my Facebook page, there's there comes a point, and, you're, and, and when stuff like this happens, that you realize there's nothing you can do about it, so you... Uh, as a person of faith that I am, it's completely out of my hands, so I have to completely let it put in God's hands, which are some really good hands to trust in. Uh, so this is going to be a very inspirational episode, by the way, when we hear from, from Philip, because he had some nice inspirational things to say about all the people he's met at his special location he is at down in Tampa, Florida. Some of you may know what's going on down there. So you probably are all, ooh, or that or those of you who know me and also know Philip are be like, yeah, I know where Philip was. I saw some of his pictures. So, yeah, some very cool photos that he has been sharing. Um, but, yeah, so if you would like to become a Patreon supporter, this is a great time to do it because I could I could really use the help because <laughs> I love keeping this show going and I want to make sure nothing gets in the way. But while we're doing this, I've got something new I've been working on. 
uh, because we've covered a lot of game stuff here on the show, uh, the YouTube channel. I've got a lot of gaming videos, but I'm going to move those gaming videos off of there and try to move them over to a brand new YouTube channel. And I may have mentioned this last time, but uh, and I've I've had to rename it because I found out there was already like four different YouTube channels called Neverland Gaming. Who knew? And uh, I was like, all right, why is everybody rubbing me off? You know, I don't know. Uh, I'm not the only thing calling themselves a spider pan. I think sometimes people grab, have grabbed my name off of here and uh, used it. I don't know. Because they haven't been around as long as I have. And I don't know who else would come up with a spider pan than other than me. Because uh, I've had specific reasons. But anyway, that's beside the point. So I've called mine the official Neverland Gaming Channel. So you can go and find that. Go subscribe. Uh, I meant to launch this a couple weeks ago. But with everything that happened, I wasn't able to get it launched. I uh, wasn't able to put the videos together that I had chosen to. Uh, things just kind of went apart, uh, or came apart, I guess. But we are planning, uh, well, at least I'm planning. I might be working with some other people on this, too. Who knows? Uh, but, like, the budget gamer type of videos, where, you know, what is it that's on sale through uh, Microsoft or Steam or through Sony that you can get inexpensively if you're on a tight budget but you want to have something to play? Uh, there are solutions to that, and we will talk about them in other videos. In fact, I have some good solutions this week that uh, I'm going to hopefully get a chance to make a video here on Monday and release it for budget gaming. Uh, but you're going to find some gameplay videos. Uh, I've got at least one video of glitches and gaps. That's what I'm calling it. The first of the glitches and gaps video is scheduled and will be releasing this week on that channel. So go and like and subscribe. Tell your friends. I'm going to have some fun. I want to do some interaction. Uh, I'm live streaming, of course, on our Twitch channel, which is still just, I believe, under Neverland Podcast. I believe, yes. Uh, so if you go on Twitch and find that, I will, you know, occasionally still live stream there. Then I can take those live stream videos and I can move those over to the YouTube channel as well. Uh, but, uh, you know, if you want to do something, although I need to uh, find, I was trying to directly play something on the PlayStation 4, and I had a hookup into my controller here uh, that I've got a headphones that does have a microphone, but the microphone was not able to be close enough to my mouth where you could even hear what I was saying. So that's not going to work. If I want to be able to talk while I play, we're going to have to do it through the computer, which is very possible. I can definitely do something like that. I've done it before. So... But yeah, there's a lot of exciting things. I'm a, a new venture because I'm trying to get in within YouTube's algorithms to where I am going to niche down a little bit. And so I'm trying to be a bit more focused on the regular YouTube channel where it's uh, the, all the podcasts are going to go to a very specific channel now. Uh, I have two different channels that are going to be called Neverland to Disney and Beyond. Uh, one is going to be focused on the podcast episodes. So I'm going to make sure all the podcast episodes, the audio will be posted there for anyone who wants to go on YouTube and listen to podcasts because there are people like that out there. I've met them. So... That is available for you. Then, of course, I have the regular just Neverland to Disney and Beyond. And, you know, I think I might have renamed it, rebranded it as The Adventures, where it's going to be videos of me, you know, doing things. If I get a chance to make a fun video or whatever, or if I want to talk to you all about something real quick, uh, I can put it out there. Uh, then, of course, anyone who wants to follow me personally, uh, The Spider Pan is my personal YouTube channel. That is kind of just more me. Uh, and it's not so much focused on, you know, topical things like the, the Neverland would be. So anyways, but yeah, go check out those channels. Come and uh, enjoy some gaming fun with me. Uh, that will, of course, include some mature rated games because a lot of my games are mature rated. And I'm just it's mainly focused on gaming. So it's not necessarily going to necessarily be, you know, I'm going to be family friendly myself. Uh, but the game I'm playing might not be uh, so because I do have games I like. Uh, in fact, I've, I've missed my opportunity, but I'm going to come back after anyway because we've hit uh was it the 25 years since of Resident Evil now? And I'm a big Resident Evil fan, so I've got to make a video for it. I really do. Uh, so I am working on that as well, and I'll try to hopefully get that one made this week too. 
It all depends upon how my timing works out this week. I've got a lot of things on my plate, but a lot of things I want to do and I want to share with you and we're having fun. And that's kind of the goal. It's like, like having fun with you guys. So, and were you specifically listening? I want to talk to you. I like having fun with you. So come and have fun with me. All right. Come on. Have Let's have fun together. Heck, maybe we can even play some games together. It'd be fun to get a bunch of us on the, the um, not the last of us. What am I thinking? Among Us. Get to play some Among Us with some of you, all of you out there, and you specifically listening to me right now. Let's play some games together. Maybe we can coordinate something and we can live stream it. That would be fun. Uh, I, I'll warn you now, I'm kind of devious. I will. I posted a video already to one of my YouTube channels. I'm going to convert it over into the gaming channel of how devious I can be at playing Among Us. Okay? <laughs> Plus, it would be fun to play with some of you on uh, Nintendo Switch. Uh, some Mario Kart. Maybe we can coordinate something like that. Although that one, I haven't, I haven't got a, uh, a capture card at this point where I could stream Mario Kart. But uh, I will work on that because uh, that would be fun to meet you and play some Mario Kart with you because you'll probably beat me, but it'll be fun anyway. But so things been going on this week. So what have you been watching on Disney Plus? So we always like to ask that question. Normally it would be me having a conversation with uh, with either Eric or Philip over here about what we've been watching on Disney Plus. But it turned out the rumors I had heard were true mostly although the droids cartoon isn't there the old ewoks cartoon from the 80s is on disney plus now they have a vintage star wars star wars section you can find the gindy tartakovsky clone wars which is excellent it's not canon but it is an excellent little animated series uh the ewok series uh they even have the short animation the only really good part in my opinion of the original holiday special those of you who love it because you probably love it because it's so bad and just because it's star wars but the a little animated thing with boba fett is really kind of cool uh so that is up on there so you can watch that animated feature that way you don't have to suffer through anything although i do kind of like harvey corman in the holiday special because harvey corman is funny you know and i his stir whip stir whip 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 stir is pretty Catchy. It'll get in your head, believe me. So if you've ever seen the holiday special, you know what I'm talking about. Anyways, uh, but that, there's a lot of good stuff on there to watch. So I did get to watch at least one episode of Ewoks. I'm having a hard time keeping up on things because uh, I haven't really been home. But I did get to watch a few movies at the hotel that uh, were really good. I, I got to say, I uh, Jojo Rabbit, good movie. Check it out. I really enjoyed it. Uh, got to watch a lot of different a lot of different movies. Even a, a part of a Bee Gees documentary I, I caught, which, you know, I'm... All right, I'm old enough to enjoy the Bee Gees, okay? So the Bee Gees were pretty cool, and there was a nice little special about them, which I enjoyed. Other things that I got to watch. Now, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Now, I want to be careful about spoiling anything. So what I would like to do is share a little bit, and I've you know, done a little bit of research here. Uh, I've, you know, There's a really great uh, YouTube channel that does really good Marvel history, and I, I really should have written down the name of it because I've watched it a few times. A lot of different things. So they, they're very timely on their character profiles. But uh, I want to tell you a little bit. This is directly from marvel.fandom.com. Uh, John Walker. So those of you watching the series are familiar with John Walker. But he was a U.S. Army veteran. I'm just going to read directly from the site. Who went through the power broker process to enhance his strength in hopes of honoring his fallen brother. He joined the Universal Class Wrestling Federation as Super Patriot until he became convinced to put his skills to better use as becoming a superhero. He was later chosen to take up the mantle of Captain America when Steve Rogers retired. Walker is a hardline Christian white ring conservative believing in country before anything else. When Rogers returned, Walker reestablished himself as U.S. agent, where he went on to serve as a member and even leader of various Avengers teams. And I believe like the West Coast Avengers, I believe he was leading that. 
Uh, there's a quote from him in the history where he says, uh, let me let me quote what somebody wrote here in the comic book, basically for him to say, this is his dialogue. This should never have happened. None of it. And I don't want to be part of your costume party, endangering everyone, making cosmic enemies with your unsupervised... Oh, I don't know how to really... This, this is a new word for me. Dilettante games. It's the little guy I care about. The little guy. The silent majority. The people who shouldn't have to have their lives interrupted and threatened by all this super violence that erupts without warning. Keep your congratulations. I'm just do, going to keep doing what I'm doing. Being the guy who makes sure all the super crooks and monsters are subject to the same darn laws as everyone else. Making sure they know that they and you are nothing special. Nothing at all. Uh, there's a little bit more history here that's uh, possible that you can read. But... You know, right now, uh, and I've a lot of on Facebook are like, "Oh, well, he's going to be the bad guy of the series. He's going to be the bad guy of the series." I kind of hope that he's not the focused antagonist of the whole thing because he, he's not a bad guy. Now we have seen he's uh, he did lose his cool in the fourth episode, and it didn't look so good. And I think he's going to have to deal with some consequences by his actions. Uh, but I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing this character arc and him becoming the hero that he's very capable of becoming, and that he is in the comic books. I mean, he's been around for a good long time, uh, so that's just a little bit of information. Even the power broker uh, has been mentioned in the series, uh, and they there's some homage to the power broker. Um, in uh, I mean, it's connected in the series, but that's not quite how he got his powers in the Marvel Cinematic Universe of what we're seeing in the series, but he has been enhanced now that we know about, uh, and I don't want to say any more because I don't want to spoil if you haven't seen episode four or if you haven't decided if you want to watch the series. So far, I'm enjoying the series. I'm a little wondering on where they're going to go with some things because uh, it is interesting because the Flag Smasher was actually... Uh, here's the Wikipedia page. The Flag Smasher is the name used by two fictional anti-nationalist supervillains appearing in American comic books published by Marvel Comics, initially by Carl Morgenthau before Guy Theralt took up the mantle after the former's death. So, yeah, you've had a couple of guys who have been the the Flag Smasher, but in the, in the series here, we've got a group called the Flag Smashers. And their goals seem to be more connected. They think after the blip, as they call it, the world was a lot more united, and they want that back. Uh, but the first appearance of this character, the Flag Smasher, was in December 1985, and he was a villain for Captain America because Captain America was a symbol of nationalism. Uh, he, and it was it was patriotism. Now, people are kind of taking nationalism and trying to turn it into something darker in our modern thought. Uh, it's not the intention of what nationalism is. It's supposed to be a love of country and a big patriotism that you're willing to fight for it, but that's a whole other thing. Now, uh, Concept and Creation says, Mark Grunewald created Flag Smasher as a character in the tradition of Red Skull, a villain with a symbolic aspect that would make him a nemesis specifically for Captain America, whereas the Red Skull symbolizes Nazism, Flag Smasher symbolizes anti-patriotism. The character first appeared in Captain America number 312. So that is a bit of, there's a lot of history about the two different people who have been the Flag Smasher, uh, and now they've, of course, made it. Um, here's what they say, actually, about in the series. The, an anarchist group called the Flag Smashers appears in the live-action Marvel Cinematic Universe miniseries, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, led by a gender-bent version of Carl Morgenthal called Carly Morgenthal, played by Aaron Kellyman, which um, I haven't looked it up, but I'm pretty sure she was in uh, the solo Star Wars movie, wasn't she? Didn't she pop up at the end there? Which 
kind of cool. She's getting to play some other characters in both Marvel and Star Wars. Uh, anyways, the group, whose members are empowered by a recreated super soldier serum, now possess superhuman strength, seek to restore the world to how it was during the blip, only to run afoul of Sam Wilson, Bucky Barnes, John Walker, Helmut Zemo, and the Power Broker. Uh, so that's what's going on in the series. So yeah, I haven't been watching it. Uh, I recommend you check it out. It's been it's been very entertaining. I'm kind of wondering where they're going it because they're trying to make uh, Carly very very sympathetic. I don't find anything really so much about her sympathetic because um, she's killed a lot of innocent people and she doesn't care that she's done it. And they're trying to reason with her. And uh, yeah, I'm. It's very interesting. I don't want to spoil anything too much on the show, but uh, I'm I'm interested to see where the character arcs go with this. Uh, it's been a very interesting show, very entertaining. Uh, so it's definitely, if you liked WandaVision, if you're enjoying just Marvel TV, definitely this is one to check out. Now, the next question I'd like to ask, what have you been playing? While I was at the hotel, I went and I grabbed my Nintendo Switch. I took it over to the hotel and I finished Breath of the Wild. Now, I don't, I haven't finished as much as like Eric has. Good old Lost Boy Eric, man. He went, I, he gets, he cleaned out all the shrines. He's doing all the extras, man. He's loving that game. Uh, I don't know if he's finished absolutely everything now because there was like a Master Quest thing. He's probably has finished it by now, but I know he really enjoyed that game. I thought it was pretty good. Um, I, my, still some of my favorite Legend of Zelda games is still the Twilight Princess and Link to the Past. Link to the Past was just great, and the Twilight Princess was very cinematic, a very good story. It was great storytelling. Breath of the Wild, uh, the storytelling isn't as strong, but there is some good story elements in there. But it's uh, the gameplay mechanics are pretty good. I just I'm, I think I've mentioned many times before. I don't like that your weapons break. And uh, the Master Sword, uh, they don't want you to rely on it, so it, it loses its power. Unless, of course, you're fighting one of Ganon's forms, then it actually powers up, which I found to be interesting and made it totally worth it to have the Master Sword because it made your boss battles fighting in the forms of Ganon much easier, in my opinion, because you could do some serious damage. Uh, but I did finish it. Uh, I hadn't had time to sit down because I, I was going to play Red Dead Redemption 2, uh, but... I got distracted because Republic Commandos, which is an old game from, I want to say, well, it was released around the time of the prequels. I want to say it was released maybe early 2000s. I can't remember what it initially came out, but it has been re-released on, uh, on the PS4. Now, I own a copy on Steam, but they didn't do anything to fix it up to where on a newer computer it runs just too fast. I couldn't even get through the menus. My mouse was moving all over the place. I just could not adjust anything to be able to actually make it playable on uh, on my computer. So... Uh, being able to play it on the PS4, and I have a video coming up on the YouTube channel. That's right, the official Neverland Gaming channel will have some footage of this. If you've never played this game, this is pretty cool. You're uh, you're part of you're the commander of Delta Squad, four elite clones going out, and you have various different missions. And it, boy, it took me a while to get through, but it, like over two hours to get through just the whole um, Geonosia, uh, Geonosia. I'm mixing it with X Men stuff, Geonosia. But yeah. That whole sequence of the first battle in the uh, in the movie, there's this whole other mission you're doing, kind of underground, to kind of assist the uh, the overall battle going on on the surface. And uh, it was it was really cool. It took me like two and a half hours to get through it. And I have that complete video coming up. It will premiere later this week. In fact, I think I got it set to premiere. At... You know, that one actually premiere here on Sunday, so it might be available to view. But on Tuesday, I believe, is when the gaffs and on. Uh, glitches video the first one of that series will be launching but uh it's tougher than i thought 
Uh, it's been quite the challenge, but it's been pretty fun. Uh, I remember from playing a demo way, way back in the day that they actually have, you know, they try to make some scary bits out of it and try to make it a little creepy, like some of the various different alien races you might come across might be a little scary when they're coming as a combatant. Um, and I've already, in what where I'm at now, uh, I, I I will make some video of this later, but I've even had Trandoshans pop up, you know, the lizard ones, and they were pretty darn tough. Uh, so, yeah, there's a lot of different stuff. I'm really enjoying it. I do recommend it. In fact, I would put it on my budget gaming video. Uh, you can get it for $14.99 right now. Uh, so I've been having fun with that. It's a Star Wars game. It's a first-person shooter. Uh, it's squad, squad basic type of thing. You know, squad based, I guess is the word I'm looking for. Uh, it's fun. It's really is. It's really good. Now, some other just interesting news I just want to bring up as a uh, topical... A uh, bit of information. Uh, this is just kind of fun, but... And I'm having to click through stuff. I opened up this article. So uh, this was reported by uh, a, a channel in... Uh, well, it's Channel 2, WESH. Uh, W-E-S-H. I don't know. I think it must be in Minnesota because I guess it was... Uh, well, they're talking about a guy from Texas, but they got a lot of news, I guess, about Minnesota. Uh, so I think that's where this channel is. But they said a man from Texas actually had finished a run. He went between from both Disney parks... This guy, Don Mochow, Mochow or Mochow, he's 59-year-old. He is actually now recorded as being the first person who ran from Disneyland, California, all the way to Walt Disney World in Florida. This is an Ironman athlete from Texas. And he wants to end the journey by running toward the Atlantic Ocean off the Space Coast. And he expects to reach the destination. Uh, well, let's see. They said Wednesday afternoon. Now, when did this story come out? Uh, let's see here. Well, I can't really scroll up there because the video wants to play. But this, this was pretty wild. <laughs> this was pretty wild. He ran from between because I guess because he could, you know. It's, I, I looked at that. I was looking at Forrest Gump, and even when I, I share this on our Facebook page, I said, "Why? Well, you know, why not? <laughs> Just to be the first person that did it." Uh, another thing that I want to be able to bring up is Mark Elliott has passed away. I saw this from a uh, previous guest, Chris Anthony Lansdowne. You might know her as the voice of the Barbie toys for the longest time. Um, but uh, he passed away April 3rd, aged 81. And where you might like to know is he's, he was the primary voice for Disney Productions from 1983 to 2008, providing voiceovers for trailers, feature presentation bumpers, and commercials. And basically, if you bought a video cassette in the 90s of a Disney film, you heard him. And now for our feature presentation, he just had a very warm, friendly voice. Uh, and he will be missed. I mean, he hasn't done these voice things for us in a long time, but he did a really, really cool thing with Disney for a very long time. And uh, yeah, I it just it's just sad me to realize that he was gone. Uh, he's somebody who would have been fun to have on the show sometime, just because he's a, just that much of a familiar voice. But uh, enough of those little bits of uh, I expect to be able to chit chat with somebody, but uh, really I'm just talking to you. So um, so so while I'm talking to you, my friend, uh, we're just gonna dive right into some Disney park news. Spanning the Disney and Geek Universe to bring you the best in comics, toys, movies, and entertainment. This is news from around Neverland. So the big thing, of course, I want to get after. We know April 30th is when Disneyland is going to reopen. 
And I do have some interesting stuff from the Disney Parks blog. They've got some helpful information for you on uh, if you're planning to go to Disneyland, uh, what's going to be expected of you, what's going to be open. Uh, but they also let us know this week the Avengers Campus at Disneyland Resort is set to open June 4th. That's right, June 4th. It's coming. This is going to be huge. This is going to be, I think, probably just as big as Star Wars Galaxy's Edge opening. Uh, we've got what, Web Slingers, a Spider-Man adventure, uh, which, of course, they can do in California. They can't do in Florida because Universal owns the rights in Florida to make Spider-Man rides. Uh, Gal- Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout will be opening up over there in Disneyland. Now, what this makes me wonder is... Uh, the, the twi- Well, I guess that has been already over there because, uh, yeah, the, and the one in Florida, did that stay as a Tower of Terror in Florida? Uh, see, now I'm forgetting these things. But, uh, yeah, Tom Holland, of course, will be reprising his role in Spider-Man in some video that you go in the Spider-Man ride. There is a PIM test kitchen where you're going to be able to get some foods. I think they're going to have some fun, of course, with some of the foods where it's going to be slightly oversized or whatever. Uh, so, PIM particles to grow and shrink just about anything. PIM technologies applies the science to the creation of shareable bites, inventive entrees, and sweet treats. Uh, and they have... Uh, we'll call it the impossible plant-based large and micro meatballs with pasta or the pimini, a panini served by the slice or as a long multi-portion sandwich. Lots of different stuff. They've also, and there's a, there's a video of this where they had an animatronic Spider-Man that was actually going to be able to go and run and jump around. Uh, I wonder if there's audio with this. Oh, well, there is some video of it watching this thing. It is impressive. It's able to do this like a backflip somersault. They were working on that thing for a long time. And then also, of course, something I would really get is these little spider bots. If somebody wants to buy me one, my birthday's coming up. (laughs) Somebody's going to go and buy me one. I would very much appreciate it. They are these really cute little spider bots that uh, I bet they're going to be expensive. I don't know what all they do, but they just look really, really neat. So very exciting. That'll be one of my things on my list of... Stuff I want to go and do. So I guess my next Disney Park visit, I'm going to have to go to Disneyland because I want to check out the Avengers Campus. Then, of course, I can go to Galaxy's Edge while I'm there. Plus, I've never been over to that coast to be at that park. So it would be a new experience for me. Okay, so the Disney Parks blog has a... what. Well, here's what you want to know before you go about uh, the reopening and theme park reservations and tickets. So to enter a Disneyland Park or Disney California Adventure Park, both theme park reservation and valid admission ticket for the same park on the same date are required for guests ages 3 and up. Guests must have a valid theme park admission ticket in order to make a reservation. Theme park reservations will be limited and subject to availability and, until further notice, only California residents may visit the parks and in groups no larger than three households in line with current state guidelines. So yes, it's going to be open. But unless you live in California, you can't go. And... You know, with a reservation system, uh, I believe that's very similar to what they've been doing in Walt Disney World. Even if you have an annual pass, you did need to schedule and coordinate a time that you're going to be able to come into the park because they are going to have a limited capacity. Because, you know, especially in California, they still have a lot of rules that they're having to follow within the state. Now, there's a few key dates that they listed here. Uh, the theme park reservation system will launch on April 12th, which would be Monday. Okay. And so guests with existing valid theme park tickets can begin making reservations for the days that their ticket is valid. Theme park ticket sales will resume April 15th. That is this Thursday. 
Some other things they had April 9th, that would have been Friday. If you're currently holding a theme park ticket, you can check available days for your one-day ticket type beginning April 9th. April 12th, the theme park reservation system opens. Of course, well, I already mentioned all this. So they even have a nice, you know, four steps to make a theme park reservation. So step one, once you have a valid theme park admission, access our theme park reservation system. Create your party is step number two. Step three, select the day and theme park you'd like to visit. Step four, review and confirm your visit. Uh, so, upon reopening, daily park hours for Disneyland Park and Disney's California Adventure are currently planned to be from 9 a.m. until 7 p.m. So, it is limited. Theme park parking will be available at Mickey and Friends and Pixar, pardon me, Pixar Pals, located off Disneyland Drive. Uh, they are aiming for a contactless and cashless experience for dining. They have a mobile ordering service available exclusively on the Disneyland app that makes it easy for you to plan ahead, order, and pay for your food. And I, apparently they are going to encourage you to do that. Uh, that way it can be ready and you can just come by. It's paid for. You just got to come by and pick it up. And of course, all guests ages 2 and older, you need to wear an appropriate face covering. And I'm sure they'll have things marked uh, for social distancing or personal distancing, distancing, however you want to call it. I'm sure there'll be some plexiglass things and things set up to where you can't ride within 6 feet of other people on various attractions. Same thing they've been doing in Walt Disney World. So, you know, not that surprising, but things to be aware of before you decide to make your trip. So, there was a second page that they posted on the Disney Parks blog about attractions and entertainment that are reopening in some details. Uh, so, Batu is going to be opening back up, so you can go on, of course, the Star Wars Rise of Resistance and the Millennium Falcon Smugglers Run. You can do both of those. The attraction's virtual queue is only accessible via the Disneyland mobile app. So, because they don't want people standing around in a line that close to each other. So, get make sure you have the mobile app. You're going to have to get in line on there. Uh, guests with a valid ticket and theme park reservation who will start their day at Disneyland Park will be able to access the virtual queue system and check for an available boarding group in the morning on the day of their park reservation. Guests will need to have their park tickets linked to their Disney account. So, yes, very important. Do that. Uh, so other things going on, the Big Thunder Mountain Railroad will be going on. Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout is up and rolling. Yes, that is the one that has already been in Disneyland. They're going to, you know, the Marvel Campus, I believe, has been built around it. So also they have changed around. They have a newly reimagined Snow White's Enchanted Wish. Now, I haven't been able to follow up on this. So I've, I've seen a little bit. It looks like the old Scary Adventures has gotten a good makeover and made a bit more similar to what uh, they have on the mine train there in, in Walt Disney World. In fact, I'm going to open up the page uh, and see if there's anything, because you know, they had a first look and they, were, they had Dopey with the diamonds in his eyes, but they have definitely tweaked it, added some new things. Uh, it looks like they got some of the dancing figures in there. It looks like you got the diamond mine has been all tweaked and enhanced. I mean, this this looks really, really neat. It looks like they just really did a lot of enhancements. I'm hoping some of the fun elements that were in there before are still there and maybe just been enhanced a lot, but it looks very, very cool. I'm looking forward to here. I'm sure Paul Berry of Window of the Magic will get in there as soon as he can, uh, which I need to talk to him. I'm going to see if he wants to come on the show. He's actually going to get to do some sort of a big panel, like a theme park convention. He just announced it today. I just saw a little bit on his Instagram page. Uh, for those of you who are familiar with Window to the Magic, uh, I'm sure Paul Berry's going to say something perhaps on this next episode. But uh, I'm going to talk to him, see if he wants to come on next week or something, and talk about that. Because uh, I guess it is a limited 
seating, limited reservation. It's going to be like a virtual event online and free. Uh, and I, I I didn't see the links of where you go and reserve, but if uh, if there's enough time to have him on for people to make a reservation, I think I would like to do that by next week. So uh, keep I'll keep you posted, I guess, if uh, if I get that rolling. Uh, you will also be able to greet in Disneyland the your friendly characters with a wave, and I'm pretty sure they're going to be cruising down the street. Uh, they're going to be posing in the background of photos. You can't take a photo directly with them, but they will be there. Uh, it says at Disneyland Park, you may see Mickey Mouse and some pal- some of his pals from the steps of Main Street USA Railroad Station, or perhaps they may be found outside their homes in Mickey's Two Town, waving a friendly welcome to visitors of all ages. Look, but don't touch. Wave, but don't interact any other way. Okay, that's kind of how things have been. That's just the way it is. Uh, but you've got some Avengers you can find in Hollywoodland. Uh, you're you got Pixar characters available, of course, in Cars Land. You know, so there's character interactions, but from a distance. And it's just going to be that way for a little while. Now, going very much out of town, do you realize five years ago was when Shanghai Disneyland Resort opened? They've got a magical surprise coming up for a fifth birthday celebration. The Year of Magical Surprises. And as part of that occasion, they recently unveiled Magical Surprise. It's an all-new song capturing the theme of the special celebration. And there's a little bit of conversation. They have a bit of audio on the Disney Parks blog if you would like to go and check it out. Now, I don't believe that I have the right to that audio, so I'm not going to play it for you. But uh, they have a new song, and I'm sure a lot of fun things going on. If you happen to get a chance to travel outside the United States and you're headed to Shanghai, uh, that would be something very, very cool to do. All right, so moving along, there was some casting news, actually, for the fifth Indiana Jones film. And uh, let's see, where did I find this? The name is Phoebe Waller-Bridge has joined the cast in an undisclosed role. We don't know what's going on, but the production, it's continuing. It got slowed down by the pandemic. They're expecting this Indiana Jones film to hit theaters on July 29th of 2022. So it's a little ways off, but uh, they are excited also to say that John Williams has confirmed he's returning to score the film. Provided he lives long enough. Boy, he's he's getting old up there, and I'm going to cry when he dies, that's for sure. But John Williams is right now slated, of course, to score the fifth Indiana Jones movie. Now, something else very interesting. We don't know what this means yet. But there was a, a presentation going on. And this I'm pulling from Attractions Magazine. There was a something called the Special Look Inside Disney Parks Virtual Event hosted by Josh Diamaro. I don't know how to say his name. Diamaro. He's the chairman of Disney Parks, Experiences, and Products. And they actually, he pulled out what was apparently something very similar to like a, basically a real like working lightsaber. He was able to like extend it out and stuff. Now they're trying to, there's people trying to describe what it looks like. It's just very true to life. Uh, and he even said, cheekily apparently said it's real. It is a retractable sword, internally illuminated blade, which they had the Disney filed a patent for it back in 2017. Uh, so there's some really cool, I mean, Eric just got a bunch of really cool lightsabers, but it looks like they've got even a, a new version. I bet this one will also be very expensive. Don't know that you'll be able to build this one in, uh, in Galaxy's Edge, but we don't know what these are. Are just going to be merchandise? These could be used for shows? We don't know. Well, there's something very, very cool going on. All right, going outside the world of Disney, Hasbro had a fan fest here over the weekend. It had like a four-hour video 
on uh, the April the 9th, Friday. And I was able to see just a little bit. They have a set of Fortnite figures, which I'm not familiar that much with Fortnite. I've played a little bit. It's not really not my cup of tea. I don't play a lot of online games. I don't like to play online games with people who are actually my friends. I don't like playing with strangers because, well, strangers are strange. <laughs> I have my issues. But um, there are new Transformers toys based around the, the uh, Netflix series War for Cybertron. And including, you know, uh, there's you can get a Teletram 1, but, you know, the the large ship, the Autobot Ark, that uh, in the original 80s series, that's where I know it from. I, I need to watch this new Transformers series on Netflix. I've seen one episode. It was pretty good. Uh, but it's like the main ship that, that the Autobots crash landed on Earth in. Well, this is a giant Transformer now. Uh, there's a, there are lots of new figures. A new Galvatron, a Rhinox, Rodimus Prime... Uh, Trax, Blur, Fossilizer, and Scorponok. All kinds of new uh, Transformer characters. A lot of new um, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers figures as well. Some new G.I. Joe, it's a Snake Eyes G.I. Joe Origins movie, uh, is apparently on its way. And there's, of course, some new figures. These are pretty good-sized figures, too, when uh, I was looking at these. There's a Snake Eyes figure, Storm Shadow, Akiko, never heard of this character before, Snake Eyes, Jojo Origin, Scarlet, and a Baroness action figure. Lots of really neat stuff. Some new Marvel Legends figures. There's a Modular Iron Man, a Vault Guardsman, a Stealth Iron Man, a Hologram Iron Man, Ultron, Ironheart, Darkstar, a Fat Thor, because I guess we needed one from that last uh, Endgame movie there, and a Doctor Strange Eye of Agamotto. Uh, there will be. A, you can pre-order all these on Entertainment Earth. Uh, I believe they are available now for pre-order. From Star Wars, we do have some new Mandalorian figures coming in the Black series, including Costco Reeves, which was Sasha Banks' character. Uh, we've got a Wedge Antilles Battle Simulation helmet, uh, Bad Batch Tech, Mandalorian Zero, uh, Ara Singh, Lando Calrissian. Uh, this Lando figure looks really cool. Uh, there's... Some gaming greats, vintage collection gaming greats figures. There's an Electro Staff Purge Trooper, Shadow Storm Trooper, Scout Troopers, Heavy Battle Droids. There is a Hoth, Luke Skywalker, Endor, Han Solo, an Admiral Akbar, a Royal Guard. Lots of new figures, but I think what I got really excited about, and I watched some video, and uh, Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes got to show this thing off. This is a $700 uh, toy. It's fairly. I would say is maybe a foot tall at least. It's an Optimus Prime voice command figure. It has 25 different voice commands. He moves, he poses, he transforms, he can drive, you can control him with your phone, you can give him, of course, the voice commands. This thing is really cool, but I'm never going to be able to afford one. If I have $700 to blow on something, I don't think I would blow it on an Optimus Prime. I'd try to get something I'd have a little bit more uh, fun with than having just 25 features. Uh, a new gaming system and some games it would last longer for me personally but it is very very cool if you get a chance to find some video on this definitely go and take a look at this thing this is super cool but this is something for like only hardcore collectors and people with a lot of money it is available for pre-order now and uh, they even joked like this would be the type of thing you'd want to buy too if you could afford for it so you can take one out of the package and then because it'd be such a legacy item and such expensive thing you'd want to pass it down to your kids keep one in the box Another gator got in the house. Another gator? Give me that sugar. Come here. Oh. Oh. Get him, Mom. Oh. Get that gator. Oh. Ah. The Neverland Trailer Park. All right, so this isn't so much as a trailer, but this week we got a video showing us a uh, short clip from the new Ghostbusters film. 
Russian mocha. Strawberry, red velvet. Blue velvet. <laughs> Which, for some reason, the afterlife, right? Is that, <laughs> I forgot the title they were giving it. But if you haven't gotten to see this, we got to see some little mini Marshmallow Stay Puff characters uh, that come out and, and bite Paul Rudd. And uh, oh my goodness, it was so funny. It was just great. And they're adorable looking little marshmallows. And they all look like little Stay Puff Marshmallow Men. But they're little tiny, little, you know, just grown marshmallows. They're little small things. Uh, now, uh, Scott from, uh, Disney, Indiana, when, uh, I posted up this thing, he says, I think they take a cue from the Mandalorian and you could kind of say that, but considering this film was supposed to have come out last year and they've been working on this for a long time, I bet they had the idea for these little mini marshmallow men, uh, before they saw Grogu, right? That's what I'm thinking. They probably did, but you know, it's, it's something that I'm, I swear that's they, it's like they were creating toys for this movie. There's look, here's toys right there. There will be a toy. Everybody's going to want maybe even different little poses, just even little figures that are just pre-posed a uh, little stay puff marshmallow minis. <laughs> I know I would buy one. <laughs> I kind of want to, they re-release, you know, the real Ghostbusters figures and they have a stay puff marshmallow man. I, I got to say, I want to stay puff marshmallow man. I don't know. I like stay puff marshmallow man. He's just fun. I like to collect snowman stuff, so I think because of the similarity to a snowman, that might be it. I don't know, but I want one. I'm going to have to get one of these. I'm going to get one when uh, the situation improves. Uh, so we got a little bit of look at just a clip. They're basically just keeping us excited. I uh, believe the movie is expected to come out later this year. Uh, I want to say October, but I think the last thing I looked up that was October was the new Dune movie. Is October, so Ghostbusters Afterlife might be a summer movie at this point. I don't know. I'm sorry. I should have looked that up. We also this week got a second trailer for Cruella. Let me give you some advice. You can't care about anyone else. Everyone else is an obstacle. You care what an obstacle wants or feels you're dead. If I'd cared about anyone or thing, I might have died. You have the talent for whether you have the killer instinct is the big question. She thought she owned everyone. It's foolish. Unhinged. Well, you're fired. <gasps> Why are you speaking? I think you've licked me. But there's something about poetic justice that's just so poetic. You won't admit you love me. And so... Do you have a light? Get her. This doesn't have to be a scene. It really, really does. Can I remind you all that I'm doing this in heels? What was your name? Cruella. If you can make your mind up, we'll never get started. I want to make trouble. You in? I do love trouble. a bit of an extreme side. Yes, darling. And what fun that is. 
She stole my dogs. <laughs> I guess you must hate her. She has made it me or her. And I choose me. Don't worry, there's lots more bad things coming. Perhaps. Seems Cruella is not her given name, which would kind of make sense because your name is Deville, but it's spelled Devil. I guess it makes sense that somebody would take on that name. Uh, so this is some little sheepish girl who wants to get in the fashion industry, who makes an enemy of this crazy fashion woman, but also seems to take after her a little bit and uh, takes on the moniker of Cruella Deville to get some sort of revenge on her is what it looks like. Uh, but, of course, as was established in 101 Dalmatians, this was supposed to be an old schoolmate of the uh, lead female character. Uh, Perdita's owner. I cannot think of what... Um, not Raj. Not Roger, but uh, I forgot her name. I haven't watched 101 Dalmatians in a while. I'm going to pull it out and watch it. Uh, but it was supposed to be an old school friend of hers, I thought. So uh, she seems to have had the name Cruella. So I don't know what sort of origin story this is connecting to. I think they just wanted to make a movie about Cruella because they're trying to make some villain movies. And after I saw the one Maleficent movie, I am definitely not interested in any more villain movies that they see out try to change i think the the best villain movie i've seen was that joker movie because they full-on went for no no this is a nasty villain person but we get to see him become this nasty person it's, it's a journey into madness and it's disturbing and it's exactly what a movie about the bad guy should be you know so and i don't see that happening with this one and i so i'm really not interested in this but we did also get a great new look at the loki series which is premiering i believe in june and it's just as much fun as what you would think. It's It looks to be, you know, a lot of good laughs, a lot of good fun adventure. It appears Loki and Owen Wilson are going to be teaming up in some degree in this. And it's people trying to set the timeline right. And uh, it seems to have something to do with the multiverse content, probably after Endgame, getting all goofed around a lot. And so Loki is going to be recruited by some weird agency that tries to correct the timeline to try to fix it. And one of the funny things you'll see in this trailer is... He gets dropped into a room, and a guy has a large stash of documentation. So, okay, we need to sign for everything you've ever said. Loki says, well, that's absurd. Printer goes and prints up th something. He says, okay, now sign this one, too. It has another sheet on top that says, that's absurd. I laughed. I love this idea. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to this series. This is going to be a lot of fun. Also, you know, it's been a couple weeks now, but we did get a quick look at the Bad Batch series, which is also coming very, very soon to Netflix. This is like a Star Wars version of the A-Team. I'm I'm in. I'm just in. You know, just showing me some stuff is just teases me for it. I've been excited since I, I enjoyed them in the Clone Wars series. I thought, well, this is kind of a cool group of characters. I want to see them on some adventures. And that's what we're getting. Very excited about that. So I'm looking forward to it. The Bad Batch coming soon to Disney+. Plus. There'll be spectacle, there'll be fantasy, there'll be daring do and stuff like you would never see. Hey, a movie! Yeah, yeah, we're gonna be a movie! Starring everybody and me. Boy, I wish I were you people seeing this for the first time. Kermit, I got a great picture of the chicken! Oh, good! Now, granted, I did see quite a few movies, you know, over watching things, uh, at the hotel, plus I hadn't watched Kong Skull Island, so I didn't need to watch that. That way I could be prepared for, of course, the big movie, Godzilla vs. Kong. As possible by now, you have already seen this if you were intending to watch it. 
because you were probably excited. Although you might be kind of stuck like, well, you know, it was put out in the theaters and actually apparently did fairly well in theaters for, uh, you know, a time when theaters are very limited capacity. Still, uh, the world is coming back to normal slowly, but we are getting there. And a lot of people, though, who really wanted to watch it already maybe had an HBO Max and sat and got a chance to watch this. This would have been fun to watch in the theater. This, it is exactly what it says it is. I mean, you, when you think of a Godzilla versus King Kong, you just expect giant monsters and just popcorn stupid fun. It was. It was popcorn stupid fun. You're not supposed to take it seriously. If you think about it too much, you ruin it. Just go grab your popcorn and have a good time with over-the-top monkey fights lizard, okay? I had fun. It was a good time. It was really just fun. Had a little bit of heart to it. Had stuff that you, you would, you know, you could step back and question. And there's even, you know, I do enjoy these videos, the um, pitch meeting that um, are put as part of, uh, I don't know, that's not Screen Rant, I don't believe. But yeah, there's there's a pitch meeting where this one guy who's pretty funny, he's got his own channel. I cannot think of his name. I've mentioned the pitch meetings before because I do enjoy them because it's a, it's almost a sarcastic look at some of the goofy things that are like put into movies. And yeah, he's got a lot of things he could tear apart on the movie of what's kind of goofy and wrong with it, but there's so much going on right with it. It's just escapist fun. You really shouldn't take it seriously because if you take it seriously, you realize Hong Kong totally gets thrashed in this movie and they try not to spend too much time looking at the fact that there's still people in some of the buildings because... Yeah, that's not good. <laughs> you don't want to be in a building when suddenly a giant lizard and a giant ape start throwing down and smashing each other through buildings. Uh, so that is only uh, there's three fights that they really get into. But yeah, you don't want to be a human in this movie. But you're not supposed to necessarily care about the humans. The humans are just there for side points. They really the story is giant lizard fights giant monkey. It's and it was it was just fun. It's escapist fun. I really enjoyed it. Uh, as long as you had fun with. Uh, the last few movies they put out. This one is the most fun of all of them. And it, it is it's, it is just stupid, mindless fun. Which normally you can't say is a good thing. Because sometimes when a movie is just completely mindless, you're just like, oh, what terrible. But sometimes when you you can make mindless fun that's just entertaining. And it's just just fun to watch. And that's what this was. You don't have to take it too much and seriously. You just got to roll with it. I really had fun. And I needed it. But anyways, moving on now to our main content, I did get a chance to talk with our own Lost Boy Philip, and he is in Tampa, Florida, because guess what's going on this weekend? That's right, it was WrestleMania. But he's not so much here to talk about WrestleMania as it was the WrestleCon and his fun experiences, which I thought you would enjoy. I know I enjoyed hearing about it, I enjoyed seeing the photos that he's been sending me. It's just very, very cool, because if you're, if you're about my age and you watch wrestling in the 80s, you would enjoy hearing about some of these people. Plus, he's got some nice inspirational things to hear. So even if you're not a wrestling fan, I think you can feel some of the fun that we had in this conversation. And there's a good, I think, inspirational message that he had to share. Uh, so, enjoy. To Disney and beyond. All right, so now we are on the phone with our good buddy, Lost Boy Phil, because Hello. you are actually at WrestleMania. Well, not actually standing in the event right now, but I mean, <laughs> you're down in Tampa, Florida right now. I am. And getting am. to some wish fulfillment, some dream fulfillment down there. Absolutely. You could say that I'm marking off bucket lists. <laughs> <laughs> I you am. You get a I'm, new bucket for based on the photos you're sending I, me. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I'm at the Weston uh, in Tampa 
Uh, and this is where they're having what they call WrestleCon, which is like Comic-Con, uh, except that it's with wrestlers. Nice. And I'm I'm getting to meet a lot of great people. I've met all. You want me to name them all, or the ones yeah, I can call at the moment? <laughs> well, it, just just walk us through coming into this stuff. What, what I will. Pardon, pardon me for coughing. I don't mean to do that right in y'all's ear. Um, the fact is, I've gotten to meet oh just so many great folks. One of the first ones I saw when I went down there, I got to see uh, Jake the Snake Roberts. And uh, I've seen him in person before, but getting to see him there, I got my picture with him, and that was great. I, I got to walk over a couple tables later, and I saw Arn Anderson and Dean Malenko. Got my picture with them as uh, some of the four horsemen. Then I nice. went over, and, and uh, standing there was Mr. I won't say the word. I'll say Dern. <laughs> I saw Ron. Uh, oh, uh some reason I'm not Ron Simmons, Simmons. Also Ron known Simmons. by some as Farouk because uh, he was Farouk for yeah. a while and yes he's part of the APA back guy. in the late 90s was, early 2000s when he was in uh, NWA was was turning WCW he was the first and I mean first ever uh, African American or black depending on how you like to say it uh, heavyweight world champion nice the very first yes and, so, and I told him how much that inspired me and it did I couldn't believe it because they, for some reason, for years, well, you all know how America had been. And, and, and one of the big deals about it was when they filmed that, when that happened, that was in South America. And by that, I don't mean South America, the place, but in Southern America, uh, I'm talking about in Tennessee and all when that happened, uh, that's when that happened. And so that was a big, big deal. And, uh, so the picture that I chose for him to sign, it was when he was having that belt around his shoulders. Cause I thought that nice. was a big deal. Yeah, he was so super nice that yesterday he uh, actually told me that I was an inspiration and he was, and that wasn't a sell. He was saying that because I had told him about some of the things I went through with the brain surgeries and everything else and serving God. And he was telling all the wrestlers around with some, many of them, some of them, I should say had already heard, but he was telling everyone that he thought I was a true inspiration because you guys need to hear this man's story. I thought that was really ins- inspiring itself that he said that that really lifted my spirits. Mm. And uh, the other one who was agreeing all the way was Lex Luger. And if uh, anyone doesn't know his story, Lex Luger uh, had to serve uh, some time in prison because of some mistakes he made, which well, led to the he made a lot. Very, yeah, because yeah. He made, it was dealt with drugs, which yeah. uh, took took the life of the first lady of wrestling, which is Miss Elizabeth, yeah. uh, who he married. It was his wife at the time. Uh, this was after, of course, the time of Randy Man Savage. Right. Uh, but. But that being said, Lex Luger became a Christian while he was in uh, uh, in prison, and he's a really nice guy. And he has some uh, books and everything for sale. But I got my picture with him. Got to meet him, and when I also got to meet, probably the time I got to spend the most, except for with Hulk Hogan, was Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man, uh, uh, a good serving man of God who goes around ministering and everything else. And we spent a lot of time talking to one another. And uh, he even Jeremy for free. He gave me a uh, million dollar bill that was signed by him. Nice. And, uh, yeah, he he was so super nice. He told me to keep on keeping on uh, and serve the Lord. And uh, just a really really super nice guy. Oh. He uh, put it, put his hand on my shoulder and he put the million dollar belt on my shoulder. Oh just wow! So super and. and I mean, he said, he said, now this is a replica. He goes, I said, oh, I said, oh, yeah, that's okay. He goes, well, he goes, let me tell you, 
He goes, I can't get anywhere near the original belt that is <laughs> locked away somewhere. Because in case y'all don't know, the original was not only plated in gold, and though they weren't real diamonds, but there were a couple of real diamonds yeah. in, in it. Yeah. Because he said, if I'm going to tell children, including my children, that these are real diamonds, he said, I want to have two real diamonds in the middle. And I'll point at them and say, these are diamonds. And he said, I'll point to the real diamonds. He said, that way I'm not being completely a fraud. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I also met, not only them, I met uh, Barry Windham, who is also one of the four horsemen. Yeah. I met Barry Windham. I met uh, uh, old Magnum T.A. And uh, I didn't get a picture with him, but I did have him sign an action figure uh, package. Uh, I also met, oh, this one was a big one for me. Uh, for anyone who remembers the 80s and uh, in other times, too. But I met Sergeant Slaughter. Yes. Who the only living G.I. Only, Joe. That's it, man. Not only was he a wrestler, but but also a G.I. Joe. And with that, there's an artist from Kansas City who lives in Detroit, uh, which is funny because that kind of covers the, the home bases of the guy I'm with, or, or me and Jeremy's good friend, James. <laughs> but... Uh, with that, that, that artist, he makes caricatures and also uh, comic book stuff. He drew a picture that Sergeant Slaughter had at his desk. And the picture was Sergeant Slaughter with his arm, uh, with head locking Hulk Hogan on one arm and Cobra Commander on the other. And that was <laughs> what I had to have him sign. And he said, Hogan hates this picture. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but he signed it. It was great. I loved it. I, I had to get that one. It's, just, it's perfect. It's yeah. so perfect. And then uh, he was just the nicest guy. He spent a long time talking to me and telling me, I mean, we, I ended up talking a lot to them about things I've gone through. And I don't want you all to think I'm braggadocious about the things I've been through because I am not. But what I do is use those things as a testimony for the Lord God. And I'm not saying this to preach at you all. I'm saying it because even though I am a pastor, but I say these things to let you know that God can use all the things we go through to help you, even the hard things. And it reaches other people. And what I love the most so far, and I'm not telling you about who I've met, but what I love so far about this is to see that these are regular people, just mm -hmm. regular people. We, we think of them as, as heroes, and they are to us. But I'll, I'll have a sermon coming about this. But they are actually, uh, not today, don't worry. <laughs> but they're actually regular people, and I like that. So Sergeant Slaughter was one of my favorites. And the next guy, actually the first guy that I met, but was Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Yeah. Uh, he was one of the big dogs. In fact, I think maybe the best match ever, WrestleMania three, which is my favorite WrestleMania, because not only did you have Hogan versus Andre, but you had a huge match, which is Randy Man Savage. Go ahead and say it, Jeremy. Ooh, yeah. There you go. Yeah, versus the, 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 the wonderful, the and he was the Intercontinental Champion. Yeah. And he lost the belt to. Uh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Now, that match, of course, had Elizabeth, but it also had one of our favorites, which is George Animal Steel. Yeah. And that was just a great match. And Ricky the Dragon, I, I, he bought, I bought from him a, a, oh, uh, an action figure that I've been wanting, but it's always been a lot of money. Well, I bought it for a, a little more there, but it was signed by him, too. Nice. So, yeah, and so, and he comes with the Intercontinental Belt and all that. What's great, though, is Ricky is just so kind. He's telling me about this, how that match changed his career, even though he already had a huge career because yeah. he, with, with uh, NWA at the time, 
he had had a huge long run with uh, Ric Flair. Him and oh. Ric Flair's matches are unbelievably awesome. I mean, unforgettable. Yeah, I think it's I've seen tremendous. some of them online, and they are amazing. Oh, man. Yeah, but, but Ric Flair, you know who I've met before, his matches going back and forth between him and Dusty and so many others, they're just amazing. Anyway, I go back to Rick, uh, Ricky the Dragon. He was so very, very kind, down to earth in every single way. I also saw Brooke Hogan. I did get my picture with her, but that's Hulk Hogan's daughter. She seemed really, really nice. And uh, I'm trying to think of who else I saw there that day. Uh, oh, saw. I saw your picture with Hacksaw. I, I, yeah, just, just a little bit after that, I saw Hacksaw. I'm trying to think if there was anyone else on that side of the building that I saw. I saw Hacksaw Jim Duggan. He was super nice, and I almost missed oh, him. <laughs> he is so funny, though. I, I got oh, to interview yeah. him. I should play the audio of that interview here in the in the show today because, oh, he was so much fun. Yeah, what a nice, super nice guy. He was oh, yeah. super kind. And then uh, after that, I ended up meeting a couple others. I met Scott Hall, whom, whom some of you may know. Uh, first of all, he's from NWO, the New World Order. Mm-hmm. Uh, and But some of you may know him as Razor Ramon. I mean, that guy, what he did for toothpicks, only God knows. But I always was worried <laughs> that someone's going to step on one. Can you imagine that? <laughs> I mean, flicking him out there. I mean, God help you. God help you for the ones who were barefoot. Well, there were some. I mean, Jimmy Snooker back in the day. Uh, I don't know if he was really around at the time of Razor, yeah. but man, you know, Jimmy Snooker never wore shoes at all. <laughs> so God help him. But anyway, that being said, uh, I got to meet him, and then I got to meet, uh, and I, I pray for Razor Ramon, uh, Mr. Uh, uh, Scott Hall, because he, he's been very ill. And then there was, I got to meet uh, uh, Kevin Nash, who's also a part of NWO. And uh, now he was behind a plexiglass, but I met him. And I don't blame him for that, because, you know, they're trying to protect themselves. They're older. Yeah. Uh, that was a lot of fun. I met a, a couple others, but uh, at that point, I can't remember them all at the moment. Now, I didn't get to meet this one personally. This was yesterday because the line was extremely long. He was only able to be here for just a moment. But this was in the hotel. I looked over, and there was a, oh, I can't think of his name, the the smaller guy, uh, 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 X-Pac. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I was going to say. Sean something. uh, Yeah, yeah. He goes by X-Pac. Yeah. Really neat to see Uh, him. The one, two, three kid at one point. Yes, one, two, three kid. Yeah, when he was younger. Yeah, and uh, he was really seemed like a really nice guy. I mean, he looked up and waved at me. Just that's the one thing I really loved is these people just seem so kind. And um, one of my favorite moments though was that I'm waiting for the elevator with several other people, and there was a bulldog, and the bulldog was beautiful, a little girl, you know, bulldog. And I recognized the people that was with the bulldog. And I looked down, and I said, "That can't be," and it was the bulldog. It's the granddaughter of Matilda. Nice. And th- this is the one that was at the uh, Hall of Fame the other day, and this is this is with the family of the British Bulldog, and uh, so it was there last night at WrestleMania. It was there at the Hall of Fame, and it was put into the Hall of Fame, and Aww. there it, it was just the sweetest little thing. I mean, he even came over there and and put his head against me for a second, just adorable. And what was great was suddenly I look over and there starts Slaughter waving at me, and he's standing next to me. And he, he was wearing his mask and everything, but he looks down and Kevin Nash is sitting there next to us. And we're all just sitting there talking, waiting for the elevator. There's a lot of people right now in the, <laughs> in the hotel. And so we're all just sitting there talking to a couple other wrestlers. And we're all talking, just normal, regular people talk. And suddenly, Sergeant Sutter goes, 
hey, you know who that dog reminds me of? I said, who's that? He goes, reminds me of that. See, what was his name? Oh, that's right. Kevin Nash. He goes, uh, oh, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't see you there. And Kevin's like, I'm ignoring you, Slaughter. I'm ignoring you. <laughs> and so and it was great to hear. And then the, the elevator finally opens, and Arn Anderson is on there. And they go, uh, oh, of course it's you. Of course. We knew it had to be someone just like you. And he goes, hey, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. He goes, yes, you did. It's always you. <laughs> <laughs> it was so great. It's like being in a high school reunion. And and, uh, and then we go to get into the elevator finally because that one went up. And I waited because I've been a gentleman. And the next uh, elevator comes and some of the people are talking. Man, those, you know who that was? And the people are all talking. I was like, yeah, that was, they're really nice. I'm talking, I'm all, you know, upping them up and, and kind of trying to sell uh, WrestleMania myself for them. Because, you know, I, I always try to be friendly. Yeah. And about that time, they're like, are you serious? You got to meet them all? I said, yeah. I said, hey, man, you can come down and do it yourself. I said, they, they don't mind. And I said, you know, you can pay money if you want your pictures with them and all that. Well, about that time, James, the guy I'm with, he came in and, uh, he got in the elevator. It was really funny. James didn't see that the guy came in with him. He goes, hey, I was just a while ago talking with Ron Simmons. And he's, and it was funny. He didn't see the Ron Simmons got in with him. <laughs> and, and Ron Simmons is looking over at him. And James turned out and goes, oh, uh, uh, I didn't see. And he goes, hey, it's all right, man. It's okay. But it was hilarious because he's all talking like a kid in high school. Like, hey, you're not going to believe who's here. <laughs> <laughs> and he's right there the whole time. <laughs> but Ron is so nice that when our when our four uh, came about on the elevator, Ron Simmons held the door for us. He goes, "Hey man, you guys have a great day." He goes, "Just for you." And he's like, he patted me on the the shoulder. He's like, "Hey man, you be careful." I said, "I will, brother." He's just like super nice, and that's what I love. These people are just regular guys and they're regular gals, and they're super nice to us, and I just really appreciate it. But it's just cool, and they're sitting there walking around saying hi to people, and they're saying hi to us, and. And then yesterday, I saw Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Speaking of WrestleMania 3. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's when he became the barber. That's where he barber. became the barber. Yes. That's right. He let me hold one of the, the scissors. Got my picture with him holding the scissors. Yeah, I and saw that. Just, it was great. Just outstanding. And I went over, and uh, I'm sitting there talking. And we went to another place called uh, Wrestle Stock. And it was, it was kind of funny because we're used to this where it's a bigger place. Uh, but we went to that and it seemed like an old uh, army surplus type thing. And uh, we, I did get to buy a couple of old LJN figures nice. that I didn't have. But it was humorous because they were the, all the, there was Sergeant Slaughter again. He waved at me. He said, Hey, how you doing, Philip? And it was kind of neat. And because, uh, you know, it's like he knew me and we we're talking and doing good and sitting there talking to a few other people. And uh, thank you, brother. And then um, what was really funny was, as I'm sitting there talking, I noticed a few other people. And one of the guys sitting there talking next to me, Jeremy, you like this. It was um, Bushwhacker uh, uh, Duke. Nice. Was, was sitting there with me and standing with me. And then there was next to me, that was, uh, and we were all just looking at, at toys and other things. And then there was Nasty Boy. One, a couple oh. of the Nasty Boys, the blonde-headed one. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. And I was like, uh, I couldn't believe it. I was like, wow, here, here they are. And, uh, but then I went over there and I got my picture with, uh, uh, demolition. Nice. I got my picture with demolition. And as I was walking, I, uh, was walking around, there was a lady who was doing a podcast show 
And she asked me as a fan if I would uh, be on her show, her show for a split second, and I did. I uh, did you remember I to remember drop this. a plug? <laughs> I well, actually, I didn't get a chance to do that for this, but I, I did drop a plug for the Lord for the Lord God. Well, there I you go. uh, I uh, you know was telling them that there's but one way into heaven because she was asking me that I, what what I did for a living, and uh, and I told them I said I said that I was a a pastor. And they they asked, uh, is Jesus the only way? I said, Jesus is the only way unto the Lord, to the Lord heaven, is through the Lord Jesus Christ. And I so I said that, you know, because I was like, hey, this may be my only chance. So I did. And I said that to everybody that I made because that is the importance, you know. Yeah. And uh, so I uh, got to do that, and uh, I got to meet a few other folks. But, but demolition was the main reason why I went, because I was going to go to meet Greg the Hammer Valentine, but unfortunately— he was uh, not able to come. But what was really hilarious about that, I was sitting there talking to uh, Brutus the Barber Beefcake, and he's sitting there telling me that Greg was supposed to come uh, to the other place with him, but he wasn't able to because his wife and him got in an argument. And he's all telling me these stories. Like I said, I felt like I was in high school. He's like, telling, <laughs> oh, his wife was mad at him. He wouldn't let him stay with me. And and <laughs> <laughs> like I said, it really humanized the characters, the people yeah. for me. Cause it was, it was kind of neat, though. It yeah. Makes, you feel like you get to know the people. <laughs> and and with Hulk Hogan, uh, while I was talking to Hogan, behind him there, so I didn't get my picture with him because I didn't want to interfere and I didn't want to try to force him because he might have felt like he had to. And I didn't want to do that. Behind him there in the corner was Jimmy Hart, if anybody oh, knows that, that guy. The Jimmy mouth Hart of the South. The mouth of the South. Just I tell you what, that guy must be the sweetest guy ever. He's just such a kind-hearted gentleman. And I was telling um, Hulk Hogan all the things that I've gone through with surgeries and, and other things and how God, and this is the truth, how the Lord God uh, had spoke to me on different things and had, had used Hogan to help me. And I'm saying this to any of you out there who's ever felt low in your life and like giving up. And I say that to you all. I'm not going to say all the things I've gone through because I'm not going to be one of the people that it, this includes. But I felt like giving up on life about committing suicide. I'm embarrassed to say that, but it's true. And when when being close to giving up, I was praying. I knew that wasn't the right way out. But while I was thinking of that, the Lord knows what to use to get my attention. All of a sudden, I didn't look this up. All of a sudden, on YouTube, something popped up, and it was Hulk Hogan talking about what had happened to him in his life when he was going through divorce and all these other things. And all of a sudden, um, I saw this video where he said that he was about to commit suicide and someone came to his door and it helped him to save his life. And so you could say that the Lord God used Hulk Hogan to save my life because he did. And I told Hogan that and how that, uh, you know, I really appreciate him in so many ways. And whenever Jimmy Hart heard that, he goes, well, praise the Lord. He goes, he goes, I, I'm so thankful for you because you're a strong man. He goes, you have a great testimony. You just keep them for the Lord. And I just thought that was so sweet. Uh, yeah, just love them very much, all of them. Yeah, my goodness. Oh, yeah. I'm just grinning ear to ear. <laughs> yeah, <isn't that laughs> we should have been with you. Oh, yeah. Hulk Hogan teared up. I'm going to tell you the truth. Hogan's eyes teared up when I told him that he was used of God to save my life. And I, I and keep in mind what I just said: used of God. I'm giving God the glory, but He uses different instruments, and He used Jeremy Shields, who's your host. He used him too. And my friend Seth Richards, I know that I don't usually use names and last names, but I'm doing that today because they were used too to save my life, and they know it. 
That's what I'm here for. <laughs> Amen, man. Because you all know that, but it's it's a it's a fact. Because I believe if we, if we can't be used of God to help other people out, then what are we here for? There you and go. And now that that sermon is done, <laughs> I'm yeah, you a, said you weren't going to preach today. <laughs> I can't help it. I can't help it. It's it's in my jeans, <laughs> or my or my uh, or my my pants, as this case is said. But anyway, because oh, I'm not wearing jeans. But anyway, that being said, uh, I'm having a great time. And tonight, and I hope the rain will stop. It says it's supposed to, but it's raining right now. But uh. it's supposed to stop. Uh, that what happened last night was amazing because they were this is the first time that they could be in person right now in front of people for a year and a month yeah. and, uh, wow. and a week, they said. And everybody came out, and they were pumping us up and getting us ready for WrestleMania. All of a sudden, uh, you're going to have to go find shelter because it's about to have lightning and storm. We're like, what? So oh, we went no. and found shelter. But tonight, it's supposed to stop by then. And uh, I've really enjoyed it. I'm not going to say anything at one or didn't win, in case you haven't seen any of the rest of many yet. But uh, for the most part, I've enjoyed all the matches and uh, all the outcomes. There's only one that I wish had gone differently. But it doesn't mean that I didn't like it because it was a heck of a match. Uh, but I've really enjoyed it. And yes, we know it's entertainment. And we know that. But that's not the point. It, I know it plays entertainment. I'm still entertained. I, yeah. I enjoy that. It's fun. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. And it's athletic. And I mean, those people work hard for what they do. Oh, yeah. Every one of them. And also, if you have a, a Peacock, there's an interview right now, a really great one. I was watching one ago with Stone Cold Steve Austin. I love his interviews, uh, along with Chris Jericho. And that's a big deal because Chris Jericho is not with WWE right now. Um, yeah. He's with. E, uh, what is it? E, AEW. E AEW. Yeah. yeah. And he was their so, first champion. A, that's right. And uh, this is a good interview. It's two hours long. It's a really Ooh. good one. Yeah. It's a really good one. He goes through his entire history and uh, of wrestling, including AEW. And so, and that's a big deal. Vince wouldn't let just anybody do that. Yeah. But it helps when you have the history uh, and name of Stone Cold and Chris Jericho, actually. <laughs> yeah <laughs> combine the power especially because Chris Jericho has had a successful podcast Stone Cold has a successful podcast which they turned into a, a video you know uh, a, like a show on the WWE Network so yeah it's a, it's a good thing it's very entertaining I was watching a while ago it's pretty awesome really awesome but I, also, but I didn't watch all of it because I was uh, actually watching the sermon of uh, pa uh, Pastor Russell Hyatt from the Moment of Truth Bible Baptist Church. And that's what I was watching uh, for my church. I, was, I went to church this morning. I just wasn't there physically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which, which was, basically, which yeah, is, another quick plug because we I do uh, process that into a podcast as well. That's it's right. On Anchor. So if you search for the Moment of Truth Bible Baptist podcast or right. Moment of Truth Bible Church podcast. <laughs> Um, filmed by the I, great Jeremy. <laughs> yeah, well, well, this isn't the, of course it is available on YouTube, but I'm talking the audio is available as a podcast. Oh, yeah. So if yes, you'd like to right. hear uh, from and Russell Hyatt, he's just such a great guy. He's a lot, he was oh, a lot he of fun is. today. He always is. He's always got Uncle, some good stuff to say. I, I, I call him Uncle Russ. And yeah. the reason I do is because I've known him since, you know, this, uh, in my family, he knew my uh, father. Yeah. He met him just a year or so before I was born. And I was the first one. He was at my birth. He came to, to, to the hospital, not at my birth. But he came as soon as I was born. He came to the hospital and, and kissed me when I was a little baby. And he's been a part of my life, my whole life. Yeah. And so he's like an uncle to me. I just love him so incredibly much. He is just a tremendous guy. 
Yep. So it was really good to hear from him today. You know, it's like, oh, oh that's man. right. Phillips got to come back next week, though. We don't get much good old Russell Hyde. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but anyway, some more stories. I'll I mean, have him but, back. So. I'll have him back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we just I love will. him over there anyway, because he is yeah. he's just a delight. He really is. He is. He so. is a tremendous fella. He really is. <laughs> and everybody's real happy for you. Even your mama was going to like, oh, Philip's just having the greatest time. He's well, got these pictures and all these people. <laughs> I've, I've needed. I've needed this. I, I've not been on vacation for two years, and uh, I'm not. I'm not going to go into it. But I've been through so much in the last two years, including having my uh, noggin opened up and everything else. And uh, unless you've been through it, you don't realize that what it does to you emotionally and mentally, and amongst other things, I've gone through. It just really puts you through a loop. And, folks, I don't believe wrestling is everything, in case you think that. However, uh, it is a part of my uh, past, part of my childhood, something I've always enjoyed entertainment-wise. And it's always kind of fun for me to enjoy. That's why I'm with the classic uh, wrestlers, because it's like getting to make dreams come true, literally. Yeah. <laughs> And it's it's purely part of that Disney spirit for a lot of people. They they, they they can go to a Disney park and that is their relief That's from it. everything they go it. through. You know, and it's you it's understand it. we we like to uh, mean like even the real Brian from the real Brian show. We talk about you know being multi passionate where we we love so many different things that yes. you know it's hard for me to niche down and just talk about Disney. I love Disney, yeah. of course. Uh, I'm more of a vintage Disney person. But, of course, I love so many different things that I'm just as passionate about that it's hard to really keep it down there. I mean, hey, my way of dealing with my rough year in 2020 was buying a bunch of He-Man figures well, <laughs> and playing well, Final just, Fantasy VII. Well, that's just it. I've had to draw Mickey Mouse as Hulk Hogan. I, yeah! Uh, I, uh, Hulk Hogan has appeared with the He-Man stuff now, which I'm going to order. <laughs> Yeah. The, uh, the, the, the deal is that uh, I where did I have to come to finally meet Hulk Hogan? Florida. The, it, they say that Florida is the home of Hulk Hogan. It is. It's also the home, one of the homes, one of the main homes of Mickey Mouse. Yeah. And so, yeah. you know, I came to the home of Disney World. And so the, that, I'll be honest, this is the first time that I uh, maybe I think I've been here once, maybe that it hasn't happened. But this is the first time I can remember coming to Florida and not going to Disney World. I almost feel dirty, <laughs> like I'm cheating on the mouse. <laughs> At least I got to be on here with you where I could talk a little mouse. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, I got to tie everything back to Disney because that's what keeps yeah, that's my right. my fans happy. <laughs> but I will tell you, I put uh, right now I'm wearing a, a shirt I bought, which is hard for me to wear. This is Tampa Bay, home of uh, Hulkamania. However, um, it's at least it's yellow and red, so it's got a little bit of Mickey spirit. There you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I like that. I like that because uh, I uh, I just love Mickey Mouse. Mickey is my guy. He'll always be my guy. Mickey and Hulkamania lives forever. <laughs> Mickey Mania. <laughs> That's right, pal. What you going to do, brother? <laughs> yeah, all we need is to become like a good Donald Duck doing a macho man. Oh, yeah. But I uh, you remember the picture? You remember the picture I drew? Where I had, and I can do I think that. I, do. I remember, I, for some reason, I had a hard time sending it over to you, but I'll redo it. I had a picture one time uh, where it said WWF, which was uh, Walt, it was Walt Disney something. And it was, uh, it had all these characters, all these Disney characters, including Willie, the big giant, as uh, Andre. <laughs> and it had, it had Donald Duck as Macho Man. It had uh, Goofy 
who did that have goofy as? I can't remember. Uh, oh, he was the Ultimate Warrior because we always thought Ultimate Warrior was a little bit goofy acting, <laughs> and yeah. and he was he was shaking the rope. <laughs> 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 uh, hey, Warriors! And then we had a uh, uh, Pluto. But I think, if I'm not mistaken, I had Jimmy Cricket as Mean Gene Oakland. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. Yeah, it was great. And, and Miss Elizabeth, because I had Macho Man Donald Duck, I had Daisy Duck as uh, Elizabeth. Yeah, and you know, I I still have a copy. I'll see if I can switch that over and, and send it to you because you can put that on the site for yourself. Yeah, that's why I got no problem with that. <laughs> I may redo a, a few things. I've I've changed my style a little bit, and more importantly, I know what I'm doing on the computer a lot bit more. <laughs> uh, oh, but it's a lot of fun. So, and I love uh, emulating and and uh, combining things. I love all that stuff. Yeah, there's it's nothing wrong with having more than one love. Yeah. That's it. That's true. I love it. True that. That's right, man. I'll do it. I'll do oh, it. Oh yeah. I'll so I with watching the highlight reel though, the Hall of Fame, because we gotta mention this. William Shatner is in the Hall of Fame oh, now. That what a perfect year for me. Yeah, but he wasn't he, there, it didn't look like. Well, he wasn't able to be there. He could oh. the man is ninety years old now. Yeah, my goodness. And this year he turned ninety and I think it's this month. And they're, they're having celebrations there. There's one reason why I couldn't. Also, being 90, it's a little harder for him to get around. Yeah. He's still pretty with it, though. For a man of 90, he's still pretty with it. And um, what a perfect thing for me, though, because one thing I didn't share a while ago, I don't want to make it sound like I'm a weird mobile, but the fact is, is while I was in the hospital, uh, every single time I've had brain surgery, which sounds weird to say, but when you've had seven, that's a lot of years. <laughs> um, yeah. Every single time... Every single time that I've been in the hospital, my favorite Star Trek movie comes on, and that's Rathacon. <laughs> and that movie always inspires me. And I love William Shatner. I just love him. And, oh, I know. I've always had people diss on me for loving Hulk and Shatner, and I do not care. Uh, the fact of the matter is, is the, the amazing thing, when I got out of the hospital, and folks, I'm talking about I was out, even out but a week. And I had no energy. And Jeremy knows because he, he's the one who, brought, who took me to, to uh, oh, Comic-Con to do it. Yeah, Planet Comic-Con here in Kane City. Yeah, that's right. The last and, time uh, they were able to have a big event that people could arrive at and go to. But it was very difficult for me because I had no hair except maybe a couple little, uh, you know, little bitty, uh, what can I say, stubbles on top. Yeah. And uh, I couldn't walk. I was in a wheelchair. And getting in there was rough for me, but you still had I got some staples in your head. I think at that point too. Oh, I, I, it just, just, just had them removed the day before, uh-huh. and I was still. Uh, hang on a second. Hang on a second. I'm having some issues. Uh oh. Um, I'll be okay. Uh, I think. Anyway, I was having some issues then, and uh, I couldn't hardly walk, but. I got there late to meet William Shatner, but God always has a way of working things out. Uh, I was taken behind the the curtain where Shatner was signing all these autographs and all, and I was able to get my picture with William Shatner uh, and meet him personally for free. And this was all out of kindness and a very unique moment, and I really, really appreciated it. That was something I will never ever forget. There I was wearing my yellow Star Trek, which I always call my Captain Kirk jacket. I'll never forget it. That was just one of the best moments of my life, you know? And so 
the reason why I, when I was coming out, I didn't even know that he was going to be there at the, the Planet Comic Con when I first heard about it until I was in the hospital. And I kept saying, I'm going, I want to meet William Shatner and I want to meet Hulk Hogan. Those are two dreams coming true that I thought it would maybe never happen. But I remember saying, I'm doing it. I don't care what it costs me. And so now I can honestly say that both of those dreams have come true. It's happened. Things that I was told by someone that I cannot do it, and I've done it. As long as it doesn't hurt you, as long as it is something that is uh, attainable, sometimes it seems unattainable, but don't let people put a, a thumbprint on your dreams. As long as it goes with God, and I'm talking about something that doesn't go against his word, but I believe that all things are attainable. They truly, truly are. With the Lord, all things are attainable. They truly are. If Hulk Hogan can slam a giant, and more importantly, if God, if David, uh, I should say if God, through David's sling, can slay a giant, because that's the bigger thing, then we know that God can take down our giants in our lives. Hey, thanks for listening to this week's episode of Neverland to Disney and Beyond. And of course, I want to remind you to keep a pixie in your pocket. What do I mean by that? Well, that is that young at heart, positive thoughts that you're going to keep in your pocket and share it with other people. Pull out that pixie dust and share it. Make sure, of course, that you check our show notes right there in whatever app you're listening to. There's a way to find the show notes. Now, I don't know what app you're listening to, so I can't tell you the specifics, but go and check it out. Also, visit our website, NeverlandPodcast.com. Make sure that you leave us a nice review on whatever you're listening to, be it Apple or Google or Stitcher or just about anywhere. Leave us a nice review, and we appreciate that. And also, make sure you share the show with others because we like to bring other people into our community. And, of course... Make sure you visit our Patreon page, patreon.com slash neverlandpodcast. We appreciate all of your help to keeping the magic alive here in Neverland. And, of course, if you're looking for a bit more fun, go search for us on YouTube, Neverland to Disney and Beyond. Until next week, like I said, keep a pixie in your pocket. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.